There are few things that make people successful. Taking a step forward to change their lives is one successful trait, but it takes some time to get there. How do you move forward to greet the success that awaits you? Welcome to Next Steps Forward with host Chris Meek. Each week, Chris brings on another guest who has successfully taken the next steps forward. Now, here is Chris Meek. Welcome to this week's edition of Next Steps Forward. I'm your host, Chris Meek. As always, it's great to have you with us again. I'm looking forward to an informative conversation with today's guests, Steve Campbell and Ashley Powell. Steve Campbell is the Vice President of Communications for the Indianapolis Colts of the National Football League. Ashley Powell is the team's Director of Community Relations. Ashley and Steve, welcome to Next Steps Forward. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks for your time. I know it's obviously a busy time of year for us. I really appreciate it. Working for an NFL team would be considered a dream job for many people. Steve, you joined the team in 2017, and Ashley, you've been with the Colts since 2007. Could you both please describe the paths that led you to where you are today? Uh, do you want to go first, Ashley? Or do you want, why don't you go first since you have, since you have seniority? Oh, okay. Um, well, so yes, I've been with the team for, I think I'm entering my 15th season. So I uh, interned with the team and really have been here ever since. Uh, really enjoyed my time with the organization so far. Have done a, various different roles between marketing and events, um, but really just my passion for um, giving back and serving and just being a part of this Indianapolis community that I've grown up in and really been born and raised in has really just drawn me to this organization and um, why I continue to do what I do today. Yeah, and I I started off. Um... I, I did not start off in, in sports. Um, originally, I started off in public service and government. Um, you know, I was a political science major in college, and that's uh, that's the track I took. And um, but it led me to the Colts because um, I, one of the jobs I had in, in public service was working for the mayor's office of uh, the mayor of Indianapolis uh, in in his office, and I happened to work in the office at the same time the city was negotiating with the Colts to uh, uh, about 15 years ago to keep them in the city and eventually build uh, the Lucas Oil Stadium, which is the home of the Colts now. So I was involved in those negotiations back then, and I got to know a lot of the executives here at the Colts um, and kept in touch with them over the years. And so when, you know, when an opportunity arose uh, to, to, to continue to do my craft, which is communications and public relations, um, I, I naturally jumped at it because I was a, I was a Colts fan before. Like Ashley, I grew up here in Indianapolis as well, so I've always been a Colts fan. Uh, and to get to work for your hometown team is uh, something special. That's awesome. So could you both please share the responsibilities of an NFL communications team and community relations staff? Yeah. Well, sure. On the, community, on the communications front, um, I, I think it's important to note, uh, and this is why I tell a lot of folks when I explain what, what, what my department does, but the NFL has a pretty strict uh, media policy, uh, media accessibility policy, uh, because we're sports and entertainment, right? And so, uh, you know, whereas other industries get a little nervous when, when the media calls, on the other hand, we welcome it. You know, we welcome that, that, that attention because, again, it's sports and, it's sports and entertainment. So my department spends a great deal of time uh, making sure that our players and our coaches um, are, are fulfilling their media obligations. I mean, they're, they're required to do a lot of media uh, events 
um, and be available to the media regularly throughout the week. Um, you know, because, and again, that's, that's the NFL policy, because if you didn't have it, guys probably wouldn't want to do media ever, but again, we're sports and entertainment. So, um, so that's, that's what my department really, um, uh, handles, uh, the, the media, uh, the media appearances and, and me, all media issues surrounding the players and the coaches. And then we also, you know, we're also a business as well. The Colts are, you know, are a business organization as well. So we have a lot of, uh, uh, corporate, um, corporate communications and corporate issues that, uh, that my department deals with as well. Yeah. And from a community relations standpoint, we are obviously the ones that help guide the philanthropic efforts of the organization. Uh, philanthropy me, is extremely important to the Ursa family and to the organization as a whole. And we really just see ourselves as stewards to the community. So working closely with ownership to help drive their initiatives and their passions um, and really support the local community through using the platform of our organization and the horseshoe. And then on the flip side of that, also our players. Um, we've got a locker room full of really great guys who are very actively engaged in our local community here, but also in their communities back home. So we work really closely with our player engagement team to help um, them use their platform as well, too, and give them opportunities to serve here. And again, support back home, like I said, but Really, as a whole, it's just to help guide the philanthropic, um, you know, philosophy of our organization, which, you know, is to build a healthy, inclusive and compassionate community through everything that we do. And we'll talk about your involvement in philanthropy later in the show and certainly the Ursa family, because that's what led me to reaching out to the team in terms of what they're currently doing. And, and I love that work. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. But maybe you both could tell us what skills does someone need if they're thinking about a career in either sports communications or uh, community relations? Maybe Ashley, you could go first. Sure. Well, I guess from a skill set, I think you have to be ready for anything um, in the world of sports. You know, you never know what's going to come day to day and, and any given Sunday. And so we just are always flexible and able to adapt and really adapt to our team, but also adapt to our community, especially from a community standpoint. And what we saw over the past 18 months, uh, we really had to adapt to be able to best serve our, our community here in Indianapolis. So I think just having that flexibility, but that drive and that passion, I think is what makes people that work in sports so unique. Um, I do think we're a little bit of a different breed because of what we do and just the, the highs and lows that we experience. But um, it's it's a fun place to be. And it's, you know, hard work and, and drive and dedication is, is what keeps us going every day. Um, yeah. And, and I think, uh, you know, obviously in communications and public relations, the, the basic skills that, that, that you need, um, to, to do a job like this, uh, you know, writing skills, um, uh, speaking skills, uh, problem solving skills, because, you know, a lot of issues that, 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 uh, that, that come to you are just, you know, they're, they're, they're simple problems and, and, um, and, uh, our, our general manager, Chris Ballard, uh, is fond of saying that, you know, when problems come, come in front of you, you solve them, <laughs> you get creative and you solve them. That's, and that's all you can do, you know? And so, uh, so having those skills, uh, I, I think, uh, are, are very important. Um, and then, and then just, uh, you know, flexibility, I think in, 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 in all of our, in, in all, in any job you have in, in, in our organization, you have to be flexible. Um, as Ashley said, you know, we had to be extremely flexible last year through the pan and this year, you know, because uh, we're still in, this, in the middle of this pandemic. Um, so, 
so, so yeah, we have to be creative and, and just find ways to solve these problems. Do you ever think 18 or 20 months later, you'd still be saying we're still in the middle of this pandemic? Yeah. No, no, we did not. And, and, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, the, the good thing is everyone, it, literally everyone on the planet is, a, is feeling the same yes. thing. Yes. So <laughs> yes. we're in this together. Exactly. Yes. yes. So Steve, you mentioned earlier, you've had a successful career in varied roles. You touched on politics and government. You've had your own business and education. And actually something similar, you mentioned you grew up in the organization. You've had several different roles, but with the same organization. Would you each share what you think the pros and cons are of each of your approaches? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, from, from my standpoint, um, I, you know, from my standpoint, uh, I, th I, I think it, the, my, my very background has come in handy because it just allows you to see the organization from the outside. Um, you know, but before I started working for the Colts um, uh, four years ago, um, I was a season ticket member, you know, and I was a season ticket member for more than for, oh man, close to 20 years. And so, so I had a perspective as a fan, you know, uh, as a fan. Um, and so when I, so when I came to work for the organization, I tried to keep that hat on, um, uh, and, and bring an outside, uh, outside look at, at the things that we're doing and relate to as fans. And I have, you know, actually the two guys who I used to have season tickets with, um, I bounce things off them all the time. I go, Hey, what do you think? What did you think about what we did last week? Or, or what do you think about, you know, how Carson Wentz performed, you know, this week, you know? And so I bounce things off of them because they're, you know, they're, they're it's the voice of the fan. And so, um, uh, so, so having, you know, kind of those varied backgrounds, I think, um, has, has helped me, um, you know, get assimilated over here. Uh, and also I think, you know, hopefully bring value to the organization. Yeah, and I guess for me, since I have grown up in the organization, really have not done anything else. Um, I think the pros there that I've gotten to see a lot of things through and I've been able to see the organization grow and really be a part of that growth in different areas um, with my different roles with um, marketing. I mean, I started as a kids club assistant. Uh, so I brought the kids club, the affinity club to the organization way back in, in 2007. Um, so seeing those types of programs grow and evolve and change has really been a lot of fun and rewarding and to just to be a part of that and experience some growth here and, and get to do some different things has, while it's all been within the same organization, there's still very different roles and are allowing me to experience some several different, um, aspects of the organization. I think on the flip side of that, kind of what Steve said is, uh, how he talked about being a fan. I was a junior in college when I came here, so I wasn't quite a season ticket member level at that point. So <laughs> I experienced that part of it, which I does think I do think gives a unique perspective of being a fan first and seeing that impact that side of things. Um, you know, from a fan, from a fan perspective, because we are such fan facing organization, um, and you know they're so important to what we do as a whole. You both get to work with a lot of interesting and extraordinarily talented people. Who've been your favorite players or coaches over the years? And what did you like <laughs> most about them? You go first, Ashley. You got senior rate. <laughs> <laughs> this one's hard for me because it's really hard to pick like a specific player. So I'm going to go probably the vanilla route and say that I like the ones that really are just engaged and, and willing to to participate, which is, which is a lot of them. Um, a lot of players we've had, 
you know, great pleasure of working with a lot of guys over the years. And I would say that they've all been so involved um, in what they do and, and are, are exciting on and off the field. So that's a really hard question for me to answer, especially in my role right now, because <laughs> with them. That's being the so, spot. Yeah. So I'll defer to Steve there. <laughs> well, you know, what, you know what, what I'll say in, in, in my time here, what, what I've learned is, you know, people have certain preconceived notions about what professional mm-hmm. athletes are about. Um, and the one thing that's been the most it was surprising to me and it's been the most inspiring is just how, like Ashley said, how engaged these, these players are. I mean, they, they, you know, uh, you know, again, people have a certain, you know, Hollywood uh, version of what a professional athlete is, but, but they're real people with real thoughts, with real feelings and real passions. And, um, uh, and uh, the, the caliber of player that, uh, that, 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 you know, Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, our GM and coach have brought in are just, are just stellar. I mean, you know, just, just to give you a, a quick example, um, our, our star rookie, uh, well, he's not a rookie anymore, he's a rookie last year, running back Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we drafted him on maybe a Thursday or Friday, I can't remember which day it was, and literally on Monday or Tuesday, Ashley and I were on a call on a zoom with him because he wanted to know how he could impact the Indianapolis community. I mean, it was, it was within days of being drafted and, you know, and it's a whirlwind of information coming his way. He's got playbooks and uniform and all that type of stuff. But the the, the top of mind thing was him is how can I impact the Indianapolis community? Um, And he wanted to zoom with, with Ashley and me and a couple other folks to, to kind of gather his thoughts. But that's one example because we, I mean, we probably, you know, for, for, for every one of him that's that's high profile, there are 20 or 30 other guys doing things behind the scenes, too. And so uh, so so, yeah, like Ashley said, it's it's hard to just single out, you know, you know, one player because there are so many uh, guys who are just passionate, passionate about different causes. And and they put their they put their their mind and their money and, and their time behind it. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, because, you know, I think that just comes from the top of the house with the RSA family in terms of what it means to be a cult and you, you're here and you're going to play, but you're going to give back. And so uh, kudos and hats off to the organization for that. And I didn't mean to put you both on the spot. So I'll make it a little bit easier for both of you. Uh, my listeners and viewers know I'm a diehard, uh, my beloved alma mater, Syracuse Orange and Steve, we talked. And so Marvin Harrison's my all time favorite because he was a few years behind me. Uh, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the jump on the grenade for you guys on that one and picking a player. <laughs> so you, you, you must like Dwight Freeney as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So you both have a lot of responsibilities. What are your personal empowerment and wellness routines to help you stay on top of it all? And how do you unwind? <laughs> or don't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, for me, it's really getting my body moving. And over the last 18 months, we were working from home full time. I mean, March 13th, 2020 was the last day in the office. I will never forget that date. It is ingrained in my mind. And so it was a complete lifestyle change and being at home. I have two young ones at home. So it had a lot of great, um, there was a lot of great things about it as well too, with amidst all the chaos happening in the world. Uh, But it really allowed me to get into a routine and that allows me to decompress. We are in a job that doesn't stop. It is not an 830 to five job. It is not Monday through Friday. It is seven days a week. Um, Things happen all the time. You have to be ready. Steve and I, I feel like there's always something going on at certain times of the year where there's texts flying at, you know, 11 o'clock at night. And so um, it's hard to 
to dedicate a certain time each day to, to unwind. But for me, it's just finding that little bit of time and putting it on my calendar, which seems silly, but that's my time for me that I can decompress and really step away from it to reset my mind. Because if not, we are just going all over the place at all times. And um, it helps me reset myself and be able to focus and clearly think to move forward. So moving my body, resting my mind, checking out briefly, um, just because knowing that it doesn't stop and things can happen anytime, really. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way. Um, I, I, I find, I actually find a lot of, uh, a lot of people think I'm crazy, but I love to do yard work. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's primarily that how I unwind. I, I know people. And, and then when I tell people that they go like, well, you can come do my yard too, you know, but, uh, but, um, but as, as Ashley said, I think it's, it's, it's important to rest your mind as, as well, because, you know, during the football season, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it is week to week, you know, we have 17, you know, 17, 18 weeks in a row that we're preparing for a major event. <laughs> you know, and, um, uh, and so that, so that gets very, get very tedious at times. And so, so, so yeah, turn, finding time to turn off your, turn off your mind at, at night, it's, it's really hard to turn off your phone and ignore your phone, you know, but, uh, but, 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 but when possible, you know, you can try to do that Our you know, it's funny, our, our boss, um, a gentleman named Pete Ward, um, uh, he, uh, he likes to get out of the state for a, 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 a good period of time every every summer to every off season. But he also has to run a football team, you know, but but, you know, so so there are times when even though he's our COO and runs a football team, even he has to turn his phone off and say, all right, I'm I'm fishing today, <laughs> you know, or, or for a couple of hours, you know, and so, you know, it's tough. But but, you know, I think the rewards are 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 worth it, you know, because we do get to work in a fun industry that people love and we and we do get to you know, our mission statement is to inspire, uh, to entertain, inspire, and unite. And we certainly get to do that. And Ashley, I find your comments interesting, certainly given the last, again, 18, 20 months of the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, people are literally blocking off time in their calendar to shower, to pick up their kids from school, because when you work from home, you, everything's always on, your laptop's always there, your phone's always there. And so to both your points, it's, it's mission critical to yourself to, you know, check out and block that time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. So Ashley, the Colts have achieved a lot of success during your time there, but there are always ups and downs with sports team and a large organization. How do you deal with those ups and downs? Yes, definitely week to week ups and downs, especially during the football season. But I think it's important to remember and what I always tell my team, especially with what we do um, on Tuesdays, which is our community Tuesday programming. um, There's always an opportunity to win um, in what we do as well, too. So what we're able to do, no matter what happens on Sunday, win or lose, obviously they have a job to do and um, we have our job to do as well too. And we have to be mindful to not let affect whatever happens, good or bad, um, how we approach ourselves each week as well too. So, um, you know, we have a job to serve the community and and help support our players in any way and help support the organization. But um, it does take, I think, And I think that's a pro for me being in the organization for so long as well, too, as you kind of are used to it. Right. And and you're really prepared for it all. Um, I was a part of the organization when we went to the Super Bowl and lost, which um, was hard to take. So, you know, going through that, 
Um, but being able to support everybody around you is, is really what's important and to maintain that attitude just to keep everybody moving forward. Because if you get bogged down with what happens on the field and that's completely out of your control, um, it's not going to do anything for you to be successful with what your job is off the field. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, the, the ups and downs uh, of a, I mean, you know, we work in an industry where uh, the ups and downs are in your face. <laughs> you know, we keep score, <laughs> we keep records. And so, you know, I mean, I guess you can, you can judge any other business maybe by their stock prices or something like that. But with us, it's very, it's very in your face, you know, either you won or you lost last week, you know, um, uh, and the occasional tie, you know, so, uh, so I used to think this was coach speak. I used to think this was cliche when you hear athletes say, Hey, you know, we have, you can't get too high. You can't get too low. You have to, you know, you have to digest whatever happened in this game, enjoy the win, study from the loss and then move on. I always thought that was cliche. It's absolutely true because literally, I mean, and it's just true from Ashley and my, and my standpoint as well. As soon as that game ends, as soon as the clocks hit zero, 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 we're on to the next game. You know, I mean, we were literally planning for the next game and, and, and that's the same on the football side, the same on the business side. I, I mean, on the business side of the operation, we have folks who are already looking forward to 2022, who are already doing work on 2022 stuff. And so, so it's, it's, it's hard to, because sports is emotional and that's, that's why we love sports, but you have, you have to, if, if you get a big loss, like we lost last weekend, you have to kind of, kind of keep it in perspective and go, all right, that was not fun, but let's we've got to move on to next week. We just, you just have to. I think coach has like a 24 hour rule, right? Mm -hmm. You got 24 hours and then we move on. Yeah. And so um, that's what we do. <laughs> and Steve, I imagine the lead up to a new season could be a pretty anxious time, especially as you're waiting to see how those new players fit into the organization mm -hmm. and how the team is going to do in those early games. What's that atmosphere like? Um, leading into the season and preseason, it's exciting. It's very exciting. You know, I mean, the, one of the one of the great things about football is that um, every year the team is different. Um, I, th that can be a negative sometimes because you, you do want continuity in the sport and people to get, you know, to, to, to get to know each other and have repetition, repetition, repetition. Um, but uh, but 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 yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a, a powerful point. And by mid-season, have you two settled into some sort of routine or do things continue to be unpredictable and just full of anxiety every day? I, you know, I mean, Ashley, I, I mean, I, I'm interested, interested to hear your answer, but, but the football players, from my standpoint, football players are built on routine. Um, every, I mean, that's another thing people don't know about professional athletes is that almost every day of their, of uh, every hour of every day is scheduled out for them. They don't, they do not have a lot of downtime, a lot of free time. Um, so, so it's, uh, so it's, so it's, so it's a, it's a challenge. It's a, it's a challenge. Definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say, yes, I, we do get into somewhat of a mid season form because like Steve said, the team is on a routine. So it kind of forces us into a routine as well too. Um, there's always something that's going to pop up for the, but for the most part, uh, we are pretty much in a routine of what we're doing, you know, every day of the week and, and what we need to do to keep moving forward. Let's switch gears a little bit here for social media. We'll talk about outreach to fans. How important is social media and connecting with fans? And also, it seems like that landscape changes so quickly. How do you see it evolving and how do you stay on top of everything? Um, well, luckily, Ashley and I don't have to run our social media for the organization. <laughs> but, but, but we work very closely with, with the team that does. Um, 
And, you know, social media is I've always described social media as equal parts good, equal parts bad. Um, you know, I mean, the, there's I mean, the, the the negatives that come out of social media are obvious. You know, I think we've seen that over the last 10 years, the negatives. But, you know, there's 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 a there's a positive side to it as well. Um, and, uh, you, you know, because, you know, when you think about it, I mean, Twitter uh, in and of itself is neutral. You know, it's just what people put on it. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so, so so Twitter in and of itself is not a bad thing, but it's just how people have been using it. Um but uh, uh, but but it's it's a powerful tool, you know, because that that's where, particularly among a younger demographic, which you know everyone's always trying to reach the youngest, uh, the youngest up and coming demographic. So it's definitely a powerful tool, um, and, and we we are very uh, we are very engaged as an organization in using social media um, across across all platforms and promoting all the news of the organization. It's, essentially, we want to be where we want to be where people are. We go, we go to where people are. Um, and, uh, uh, and social media really allows you to do that. We've been talking about the challenges of the last you know, year and a half or so through the pandemic. Do you think some good came from this, particularly in terms of mental health awareness? I think so. I think it, I think it catapulted it to the forefront. Um, and you know, that's why we launched the initiative kicking the stigma when we did, it's always been a passion of the Ursays and, and that space. And it was just kind of this timing where we knew that this was probably going to be the next global pandemic. You hear people say that, right? Um, going through COVID-19 and, and mental health will likely be the next one. And so, you know, being able to use our platform and really bring that to the forefront and prepare people for that. Um, I think that maybe there was some positive that came out of it because you see a lot of people talking about it now. And it is such a, a hot topic of, of this, but we got to keep that conversation going, right? It can't just be a hot thing now while this global pandemic is still going on because mental health is an ongoing thing. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there was some positive that came out of it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I've been telling my listeners over the last year or so that, you know, the next thing I'm seeing is this mental health tsunami to your point, mm -hmm. once we get on the other side of this, and we're gonna be talking about the kicking the stigma campaign when the USA family on the second half of the show, we've been talking to Steve Campbell and Ashley Powell. We'll be right back after a short break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel 
Are you disenchanted by the saccharine-laced stories that you were told when you were younger? Behind every success, there is a hidden journey filled with triumph and defeat. On From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay, you'll hear about the challenges that our guests had to overcome to become the successful people that they are today. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you feel that you want more from your life but keep finding yourself in the same spot? It is time to break free from self-defeating patterns and limiting beliefs. Find out more by tuning into Let's Talk About It with nationally recognized psychotherapist, Dr. Janie Lacey. Learn to create healthy lifestyle choices so that you can be the best you. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listening to Next Steps Forward. To reach Chris Meek or his guest on the show today, please call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or send an email to Chris at nextstepsforward.com. Now, back to this week's show. We're back with Steve Campbell and Ashley Powell. Steve Campbell is the Vice President of Communications for the Indianapolis Colts of the National Football League. Ashley Powell is the team's Director of Community Relations. We've been talking about the NFL, social justice, mental health awareness, and other topics. Ashley, before the break, we were talking about the team's community involvement. Just a quick glance at some of the community projects you've been involved with in the past year alone includes a mental health awareness auction, a home makeover for a veteran who suffered a traumatic brain injury in Afghanistan, the ninth straight year of a Thanksgiving meals giveaway, and so much more. How does the team select the causes it chooses to support? Yeah, so um, we work really closely with the NFL League office and um, initiatives such as Salute to Service and Crucial Catch, which focuses on cancer awareness. Obviously, Salute to Service focuses on our military uh, demographic and Inspire Change, which is social justice efforts. Um, We also have Latinx Heritage Month as well, too. All of those are a effort from the league level um, that they disperse out to the clubs and the clubs are then, um, you know, charged with leading those efforts locally and how that best fits in their community. Um, So we work a lot with the club on those specific efforts, but how we carry out those initiatives and how we choose to make an impact is up to us. So again, I mentioned earlier, I think ownership uh, community and philanthropy is very important to them. And so Kaylin Jackson is our vice chair and owner, and she is the middle of the three Ursay daughters. And so she really spearheads those efforts and I work hand in hand with her. Um, and that's where the kicking the stigma really came to be. And that is a Colts initiative specifically. So that's unique. And that's something that we put together and launched and are continuing to move forward with um, for many, many years to come that we're really looking forward to building and growing. And for someone whose company doesn't have the resources of the Indianapolis Colts, what advice do you have for them to be able to do more in their communities? Yeah, I think it's really just having a great understanding of what's happening in your community as well, too. Um, that's something I failed to mention. You know, we have these initiatives from the league level, but it's how those it's how those initiatives in those areas are are playing out in our community. And uh, just being in tune, I think, with what's going on and being able to support your community where it's needed at the most um, and not just finding a way where 
Um, you feel like you want to give back and you're forcing something on somebody on an organization. It's really having those conversations and understanding what they need. Um, and that's what we learned a lot too. It's, it's what do they actually need as opposed to us just coming in and, and giving a bunch of money or a bunch of coats, maybe they need something else in that moment. So being able to have those relationships with um, your city representatives and a lot of nonprofits in the area that are focused on different areas um, and that can come together and, and really provide a good plan for you to help make an impact locally is important. Now you just talked about how important mental health awareness has been uh, as a cause for the team. Team owner Jim Irsay is kicking the stigma family initiative has raised funds to help generate awareness about mental health disorders and expand treatment options and resources. And on top of that, linebacker Darius Leonard has shared how mental illness has affected his life. Would you talk about the impact those things have had on your community? Yeah, we've seen a ton of response from that here locally in, in Indianapolis, but really from all across the country. Um, and just how proud I think people are um, for us to be able to use our platform to at least talk about it. We, we know we're not mental health experts. Um, we are a national football league club. We, we are a team, but we have a brand and a platform that we can use to, you know, raise the voices of those individuals and organizations that are doing the work in this space and the outpouring of support that we've received from organizations and, and just across the country and here locally has been amazing. Um, and to know that we're on the right track and focusing on the right things and helping um, you know, helping those organizations uh, bring more awareness is is important to us and has been it's just been amazing to see to see what it's done so far. And in less than a year, I think we launched it and we launched it in late 2020. So we're still rolling on um, on what we're able to do. I remember seeing a commercial on a national news channel here in Connecticut, where I live and thought it was fantastic mm -hmm. that it's you know, gone outside the Indianapolis area. And, you know, as my listeners know, I've mentioned Mr. Ursay and Darius Leonard's name over a dozen times on this show talking about that. So would love to have them on the show at some point, um, but have given them a lot of props in terms of what, you know, they as a family and as an organization are doing. And so again, uh, compliments to you and the, and the organization. That's just fantastic. Yeah. Steve, you've pointed out before the parallels between athletes, military veterans, and service members when it comes to mental health, and that there's a reluctance to come forward to ask for help. What's it going to take to change those attitudes and can changes in one of those arenas inspire change in the other? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, w w when, when you first reached out, I mean, I, I mean, that's one of the first conversations we had was that, was that, hey, you know, there are military members and uh, you know, military, law enforcement, first responders. Um, and, the, and that parallel between professional athletes is real, you know, because, because in, in society's mind, these, these folks are supposed to be bigger, stronger, faster, tougher than the rest of us. And, um, and, and particularly athletes, and, and I know military members, you, you're supposed to play through pain, you know, um, you, you know, play through when, you know, you're supposed to work through pain, play through pain. Um, and, and, uh, you know, and not to use the old commercial, but never let them see a sweat, you know, and that's, that's what we, uh, that's what, uh, that is built up in our minds, you know, about, about professional athletes. And I think that that parallel is the exact same with, with, uh, with, uh, law enforcement, with military members, because they're, they're expected to do this, do the same exact thing. And so I think when you can see these, you know, again, these big, strong, fast athletes, not just in football, but across other sports as well. You know, we've seen, you know, a lot of other athletes come out, but when they can come out 
hopefully that can give a little bit of inspiration to, 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 to some of the other folks, you know, who are affected by this and, and might be, uh, and might, you know, might, might be afraid to come out because of the stigma that's going to be attached to them. Um, I think, I think that's, 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 that stigma is very real. Um, and it's, uh, and, and it's, it's even amplified in, in the military community and, and other communities like this. So, so, so hopefully, you know, just, just, hearing role models like Darius and then like, uh, you know, um, uh, Simone Biles and Michael Phelps and Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan and Naomi Osaka and all these other athletes who are, who are coming up, you know, who are letting their voices be heard and letting them know that this is a real issue. You know, it's amazing. You just went through a who's who in the professional athlete world mm-hmm. who have been coming forward with this. And that's just, again, tremendous hats off and compliments to all of them for, being brave enough for, for stepping out there and realizing that the platform they have is a tremendous platform in this initiative. And so, so thanks for mentioning those names. Yeah. The NFL and, and the one thing, well, the only other thing I'll add is, and, and it, it's tough because, I mean, we, we saw, you know, that Simone Biles got a lot of criticism, you know, but, but she stood by what she believed in and what she thought was best for her. And, and I think in, at, at the end of the day, um, you're going to see more people doing that. Yeah. You have to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Full, full stop. The NFL has shown its commitment to social justice causes and inclusion. And I think some football fans are very old school. Has there been any backlash or friction as a result of those two forces coming together? Sure. You know, I, I think, you know, a couple of years ago um, when, you know, kind of when the movement started, um, uh, yeah, there was there's a lot of backlash. I mean, this is a topic that makes people uncomfortable. We get it. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's a topic that needs to be discussed, um, that needs to be addressed, but it's uncomfortable. Um, and, uh, and a lot of people shy away from those conversations, but, you know, like, like I said, our, our mission is to entertain, inspire, and unite. So, uh, so when we can bring people together for conversation, we feel that's the, that's, that's, that's the, that's, that's the right thing to do. Um, so, so, you know, Ashley can attest to this, but when, when, you know, when, when, whatever decision we, that we make as an organization across any discipline, the first thing we ask is this, is this the right thing to do? You know, that that and and I'm, I'm so happy to be working for an organization where that's, uh, you know, for a business organization where that's that's still the first question you ask. Is this the right thing to do? And so, um, you know, our, our owners, our players, our coaches, our general manager, our, you know, all agree this is the right thing to do. This is the right uh, issue to champion. And so um, there, there will be some people who, again, it continues to make them uncomfortable. Um, and, uh, and for that, we, you know, I, I don't want to say we apologize, but we understand that it makes people uncomfortable, but, but, but the Ursays and the Colts and, and the NFL for that matter, think it's, it's too important to, 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 to let stand by, you know, just like Ashley said, we, you know, we, we, we do, um, uh, the NFL, uh, highlights a lot of different issues during the year. You know, we have, you know, we, we highlight, um, uh, wellness, uh, you know, with play 60, uh, for play 60 wellness games for kids, uh, games for kids. Um, we have, uh, as, as Ashley said, uh, Hispanic and Latinx, um, uh, recognition game. Um, we have, uh, cancer, uh, uh, intercept cancer or crucial catch, which the league has done over the past several years to address cancer. And, and, and to me, you know, uh, you know, racism and discrimination. I mean, it's, it's sort of another type of cancer in our society. And so, 
um, again, we think it's the right thing to do, and um, and we'll keep pushing forward on that. And 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 for the for the fans who who are still uncomfortable, we we want to try to bring them along. If if eventually they they decide, hey, we don't want to be fans anymore, that's unfortunate. But um, but but we think this is the right thing to do. You know, we've mentioned obviously several times the Ursa's focus on the stigma of mental health. You know, another thing they've been focusing on, which you just touched on briefly, Steve, is on the challenges that black youth face and racism. Mm -hmm. How do we persuade more businesses and individuals who, who may only be focused on what's in it for them to programs like the Center for Leadership Development to serve more black youth? Um, I'll start and actually you can jump, feel free to jump in. Um, I, I think, you know, particularly here in Indianapolis, I think we've, um, We've had a good track record of of businesses stepping up to 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 to, to, to address issues that 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 affect black youth and other youth of color um, in in our city and in our in our state. And so, um, it, but but I think I think the the events of last year obviously put a spotlight on it for everybody. You know, and I mean everyone across the country, everyone across the world. So I think a lot of businesses have. Um, uh, have, have reevaluated how they do things, uh, you know, how they do things, how they operate uh, as a business. And, and so, I mean, just, just here in Indianapolis, and I know this is happening around the country. I mean, so many businesses uh, here are, are uh, including diversity, equity, and inclusion. If they didn't already, they're, they're starting programs to, to, to reinforce uh, that message. And so, um, uh, so, so here in Indianapolis, I think we've, we've got a pretty, pretty good track record. Could always do more. You, know, you can always do more. And, 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 that, and that's why Mr. Ursay, when he, when he gives gifts, like gives gifts, like he did to the center for leadership development last year, a hundred thousand dollars. Um, we're hoping that that spurs other people, you know, that, I mean, people pay attention to the Colts because we're part of the, you know, the, one of the biggest and best sports leagues in the world. And so, um, we use that platform all the time to, to, to not only to, to raise up different organizations in our community, but also to encourage other business leaders to do the same. Ashley, earlier we were talking about the ups and downs over the course of the football season, week by week. Unfortunately, down seasons are inevitable. The Colts did end up on the wrong side of the win-loss legend in 2017 and 2019. How do you keep fans and sponsors engaged when the team is not winning? And are there bigger lessons there for our audience? Yeah, I think that's where we probably come in, you know, the, the community side of things and, and really the business side of the building with our partnership teams and our community team and our marketing team is providing those experiences for fans outside of game day because, you know, there's um, the football season is, you know, August to you hope February. So it's not a full year, but for us on the business side of the building, we're year round all the time. There is no off season. And that is a huge focus for us is to keep our fans engaged and, you know, to understand and meet us where our fans meet our fans where they're at, um, whether it be, you know, with their feelings with the team or, or trying to understand kind of how they engage with us um, outside of game days and really work towards that to, to continually keep them engaged and keep them a part of the team. And that's why our off-field efforts and community uh, programs are so important because it does highlight the good works of the team in a different way. And I think we're seeing more and more that people like to affiliate themselves with with organizations, whether it be a sports organization or whatever, uh, based on kind of what they do and how they're engaged civically with their community. Um, and so that's specifically important to what we do. Um, and it's not just, you know, hey, look at us, look what we're doing. Let's put our horseshoe on this. It's important to us and it's important for us to continue to engage in that way with our fans, but also, um, you know, the nonprofits and the organizations around the city. 
Steve, I want to switch gears for a moment and talk about music. And this will be something <laughs> new for our listeners, and I'm not sure, Ashley, if this is new for you or not, but it's fascinating from my perspective. So I, I saw a story about your love for music and that you always leave space in your life for music. How has and does music make your life better? Wow, what a great question. Um, music to me, I mean, I, I've, been, I've been musically involved since I was um, in fourth grade, fourth and fifth grade. Um, and, and have always done something musical, um, you know, whether in school or whether, whether I was in, you know, uh, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, um, and then even after college where, you know, where, where I joined a rock band. Yeah. I'm one of those guys who was in a rock band after college. And so, <laughs> you <don't> know that. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, to me, music is the music is the true universal language. Um, and, uh, b- b- because it's, it's one of those, those, it's kind of like sports in a way, you know, b- because there, there are a few things, um, that, that touch everybody, you know, and, and sports is one of those things where everybody can, 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 can get involved and say, that's the same thing with music is that it, I mean, music can have a positive effect on anyone on the planet, um, regardless of their language, their skin color, their religion, you know, music is music. And so that's why it's always been so important. It's been, it's been important to me just personally, but, but I see how it can be as, as I've worked at the Colts. Again, I see how these, how, how things like music and sports and other things bring people together. And so it's all, it's always going to be a part of my life. And, and, and actually our owner, Mr. Ursay, Jim Ursay is a, is a, is a music aficionado. And so it's it, so I love having, you know, brief, the, the times we're able to discuss it, brief conversations about music, because he's a he's actually a kind of a, an expert on on American and rock and roll music. So um, so so it's, it's fun to kind of combine those two at work. So I have to ask, what, what was the name of the band? <laughs> Squib Knock It. Squib Knock It. Yeah, it's I know that's that's strange. It's 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 actually a peninsula off in Martha's Vineyard where James Taylor lives the the uh, singer songwriter James Taylor lives and um and and we were big fans of James Taylor and, and he has a concert that he recorded at Squibnock and so that's where we got the name from fantastic I, I'm I, telling I, stuff that Ashley doesn't even know about me I knew <laughs> that I definitely knew that but I do learn something new about Steve every day and I very much enjoy it <laughs> So, you know, you've talked about how you've embraced all ty- genres of music, rock and roll, classical music, I think being one of your favorite. But I thought it was especially interesting in your connection with the bass line in music. The tuba, mm-hmm. you sang bass in the Wabash Glee Club. You taught yourself to play the bass guitar. What's the fascination with bass? And do you carry its lessons or traits with you to your job in any way? <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a really good question. The, the, what I always say about the bass, uh, about the bass line in any piece of music is that it's the foundation. Um, you don't always, you, you, it's funny, you don't always notice it, but as soon as it's gone, you notice it. Um, uh, and so, uh, so, so I, I, that, that does cross over into, you know, other aspects of, of life and how you do your job. You know, I mean, even though I'm, I work in communications, the goal for me is not to get my face on TV every day. My, my, my goal is to get the horseshoe or someone else from the organization on, 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 on TV every day. So, um, uh, so, uh, so, so that, that, that always remains my, 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 my first goal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, but, but, but music can play a very powerful role in all of that. So Ashley, even though it's your job, it would seem like you're volunteering for good causes every day. What advice do you have for someone who's maybe thinking about volunteering, but just hasn't done it yet. 
And do you ever make use of volunteers in your work? And can someone volunteer with their local professional sports team? Yeah, I think it's important to look at volunteering as not just, you know, giving of your time necessarily. It is a huge part of, of volunteering, but maybe that's a deterrent for some people. Maybe they don't have that time to give or it doesn't fit within, you know, our busy schedules. Um, there are obviously other ways that people can look to be involved, whether it's giving of time, um, money or services. And so just really doing your due diligence, but finding something that you're passionate about that is going to make you want to make and give the time for it. Um, you know, and that might take some trial and error and, and really um, thinking about it and seeing what's available and seeing the need in your community. But I think if you can find something that you're passionate about um, and that makes an impact. I think it's, it's really easy to give of, of some way yourself to, to that organization or individuals and ultimately the gratitude that you get from that, no matter how big or small. And I think that's important to remember too. It doesn't matter if it's a $5 donation or a $5,000 donation, every little bit helps in every way. And you should be proud of that and what you're able to give and the gratitude that you will get from that, knowing that that's going to support somebody in some way is really all that I need every day to do what we do. And I think that, um, you know, I think people get a lot of satisfaction out of that particular piece. Um, you know, getting involved. We do use volunteers quite a bit. Um, our staff is, is heavily involved in things that we do. Um, and obviously our players, the Community Tuesdays is their, is their volunteer. It's, it's their day off. It's their one day off during the week. And that's a lot of them give their time that day. Um, and so, you know, while we don't necessarily have open to the public volunteer opportunities, I know it's, it's something that a lot of teams do do. So I encourage you to look for volunteerism programs um, in your local communities and, and with your organizations that are available, because I know there's a lot of teams that do do good work in that space um, that offer that up to fans to be able to help carry out their mission as well, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, it's it all comes down to kind of what you get out of it. What you give is what you get out of it. Um, but giving is is important and, and it's it feels good. So I think that's it's pretty simple. <laughs> Steve, you've said the beauty of sports is that every season is a clean slate. You don't know what will happen. How can that attitude help to empower us in our everyday jobs and lives? Hmm. I think it, I think that's a, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think, uh, you, you know, everything is, a, I mean, I think every single day is a clean slate, right? You know, when you, when you wake up in the morning, every day is a clean slate. And that's, you know, at the beginning of each NFL season, you know, people will, will ask me to go, so how are we going to do, how are we going to, you know, you know, how are we going to do against Seattle? I go, well, we have no idea, you know, I mean, because the, every team is different every year. We know what we think they're going to do. We, we know, we know, we think Seattle is going to be good. We think Tampa Bay and Tom Brady are going to be good, but we have no idea until the season starts, until you get into it. And so, so, uh, so, so you really have to start every season off, you know, you know, thinking we could be, we could be 17 and 0, or we could be, you know, one in 16, but, but to Ashley's point earlier, you know, that that's, that's where the rest of us come in is that, um, you, you know, our biggest product is on Sundays, um, football games, but, but, but we're, but we're a, a 24, seven, 365 company. Um, that, that offers, uh, you know, a lot of other entertainment options for people year round. So, so, so I, so I think, you know, I think everyone can take a little, take a little lesson from that is that, you know, uh, and what I said earlier about, about week to week games is that you might have a bad week one week, you might have a bad day, but the next day is a clean slate and you have no idea what's going to happen. So, uh, so, so, I, so I think people can, you know, keep that in mind and it helps you keep things in perspective. 
We have just a few minutes left and I'll ask this question to each of you. And Ashley, you can go first. What parting advice do you have for audience to feel more empowered, lead through adversity and achieve their goals? Oh man, I think right off the bat, don't hesitate um, and, and have courage and and what you feel is the right thing to do. You know, Steve said it earlier as an organization, we're always going to do what's right. And I think again, looking inside yourself and knowing what's right and what's the right thing to do. Um, and that's what should carry you forward and having the courage to do that. You're going to have people that don't agree uh, with maybe how you are handling something or how you choose to, um, support something. But again, you have to do what's right for you and, and, you know, you, your moral beliefs and um, hopefully you'll have others come along with you. Um, but I guess just have the courage to do it and, and take that step because I think, again, this past year, uh, life is short and we've seen that and it's been very much a global um, reckoning, I think, with that. And so, again, just have that courage and take that step forward. Um, you know yeah, I, I I echo what what Ashley said. I mean, I think we always, you know, start by doing the right thing. You know, you know, find you know, find you know what's your what's your moral compass and your moral center tell you what the right what the right thing to do is, um, and and follow that. And uh, and and then uh, you know the, the other thing we've learned is that even though you even though you may have your you know your moral compass set in, in the direction you want to go, always be willing to dialogue with people. You know, to with 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 to to converse with folks. Um, uh, that, that's, uh, that's a lost art form, art form, uh, um, uh, you know, so often today, but, but just conversing with people about, about your shared views and about your different views, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the secret sauce to, to making this all work. Ashley Powell and Steve Campbell of the National Football League's Indianapolis Colts have been our guests today. Thank you both for joining us. Thank Thanks you. a lot, Chris. And as always, thank you to our wonderful audience for tuning in to Next Steps Forward. I'm Chris Meek. For more details about upcoming shows and guests, please follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Chris Meek public figure and on Twitter at Chris Meek underscore USA. We'll be back next Tuesday, same time, same place with another leader from the world of business, politics, public policy, sports, or entertainment. Until then, stay safe and keep taking your next steps forward. for tuning in to Next Steps Forward. Be sure to join Chris Meek for another great show next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, make things happen in your life.